Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into a live edition of the Believe in Steelers show. I'm Mark Bergen. Reacting after the Steelers' 30-13 to loss to the Indianapolis Colts. I'm on the road on vacation in a little bit of a different location, but what an absolutely dreadful performance where the Steelers go up 13-0 to start the game, and they allow 30 consecutive points, and they go from in the wild card to now in the 11th seed in the AFC following this loss. Mitch Trubisky benched late in favor of Mason Rudolph. We'll talk all about it. Here on the Believe in Steelers show. Before we get too far along, today's episode is brought to you by betonline.ag. They'll take care of all of your NFL gambling needs this season. If you want to place a bet on any of the action, head over to betonline.ag today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V. You can see that on your screen right now. Again, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Mitch Trubisky was terrible today, and I've tried to tell you this for weeks now. I've tried to tell you for weeks where it's like if you're paying him a premium, the Steelers are paying him $8 million this season. That is amongst the highest of any backup quarterback in the NFL, and he hasn't been a premium backup. And they bring in Mason Rudolph late in this game. If I'm Pittsburgh next week against the Cincinnati Bengals, I start Mason Rudolph if Kenny Pickett can't go. And honestly, I don't even know why they put Rudolph in too little too late where you're giving the Bengals tape on him. I know they probably already have tape on Mason Rudolph from when he filled in during the 2019 season. But Mitch Trubisky has an out with the Steelers in 2024. You've seen what you've needed with him filling in for Kenny Pickett, dating back to last season when he got benched in favor of Kenny Pickett. Say what you want about Kenny Pickett and his shortcomings in the NFL. He is a much better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. He is a much better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. And the Steelers' offense was just terrible yet again today. Dominated on time of possession. And I'll pull up some of the numbers. Najee Harris, too, with a costly fumble. Like, the Patriots put the blueprint out to stop this Steelers team. And that's stopping the run. And the Steelers can't do anything else offensively. They just can't do anything else offensively. Najee Harris was a first-round pick. He has to take the onus and the mantle knowing that Kenny Pickett is out. But what the Patriots did was says, we're going to take away the running game and we'll make Mitch Trubisky in the passing game try to beat you. And he can't do it. He can't do it, point blank, period. Trubisky, 16 of 23, 169 yards passing, had two interceptions. Najee Harris with a costly fumble as well. Uh, I also want to talk about the decision where the Steelers were down 24 to 13 and Mike Tomlin opts to punt with Presley Harvin. I believe it was like a 22 yard punt instead of give Chris Boswell, your pro bowl level kicker an opportunity to try to make it an eight point game. I do not understand the logic in saying we're going to punt there instead of Boswell who is on the field and he trots off the field. Presley Harvin goes on the field in the Steelers' offense sputters yet again. I don't understand that decision. I also want to hear why they put Rudolph on the field late in the game and didn't let Trubisky finish it out. And he was really, really bad, but why give the Bengals any tape on Rudolph heading into next week's game? If Pickett can't go, start Rudolph next week. 
and you're probably already out of the playoffs, this really was a loser leaves town matchup because now the Colts are in good position in the wild card race and the Steelers are not at, as the 11th seed now. And you've got a divisional matchup, got a matchup of a team that you beat previously in Matt Canada's first game, uh, the Steelers' first game without Matt Canada, and they've got the Bengals next weekend. And you got three games left in what some people are calling for the end of the Mike Tomlin era. We will see. I think these last four games were absolutely vital, but the last three weeks, losing to the Cardinals, the Patriots, and then this performance today against the Colts, there's going to be a lot of changes in Pittsburgh this offseason. And I've given you my roadmap here on the Believe in Steelers show before. I've said you've got an out with Mitch Trubisky in 2024. Exercise that draft and develop a quarterback in the mid to late rounds. Bring in a new offensive coordinator from outside the organization. Try to get Kenny Pickett right and then develop that quarterback that you draft and have a bit of competition. Eagles did it with Jalen Hurts. 49ers did it with Brock Purdy. Cowboys did it with Dak Prescott. I could keep going, but that's my roadmap. And then whether you keep Tomlin or not, I think is going to be a two-way street, right? Because he's only under contract through the 2024 season. So if that stays the case, what free agents are you going to bring in? What kind of offensive coordinator are you going to be able to bring in if Mike Tomlin has a contract that only runs through the 2024 season? Omar Khan and the Roonies in the front office are going to have quite a decision to make. It has been a successful run under Mike Tomlin's tenure, year 17. But this feels different, and it might be time for a change. And it's not to say that Mike Tomlin couldn't go elsewhere. And then I know you've got to have at least three targets that you can go get viably, right? So if you want to run Mike Tomlin out of town, a voice grows stale after a while, but be careful what you wish for if you're a Steelers fan. That's all I'm saying because you're also competing against other vacancies in the league. Now, I think that Pittsburgh would be an attractive job. You only make coaching changes like once every quarter century with Chuck Knoll, Bill Cower, and Mike Tomlin, right? And you have an organization that generally stands behind its head coaches, but this offense is fundamentally broken, and you could see that on display yet again today. And how frustrating that that is. Oh, my goodness. It, it was just 30 consecutive points. And then at the end of the game, too, the defense and – your starting safeties are out. DeMonte Casey ejected. I thought he led with his shoulder pads, but targeting. They're trying to eliminate the defenseless receiver. Uh, I understood why they ejected him. And then Micah Fitzpatrick leaving the game uh, with an injury as well. He hasn't been the ball hawk that we've seen in seasons past. I want to ask Ike about that, of how are the Steelers utilizing Micah Fitzpatrick differently than in seasons past. And the Colts beat the Steelers today for the first time since Ike was still playing. It's been that long. Uh, a lot of people in the comments, I'm sure a lot of people are uh, fired up. A lot of penalties. Yes, people in the comments bring up the penalties today for the Steelers. Way too many. Way, 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 way too many if you want to try to win a football game. Let me see if I can bring it up um, in, in the box score. But there were a ton of penalties for Pittsburgh today, no doubt about it. Um, a lot of people saying that the DeMonte Casey ejection was not warranted. Yeah, they didn't show really any replays on the broadcast, but I don't really think that it was that he led with the head, but it's targeting a defenseless receiver, I think, is with the reasoning and the rationale of ejecting him versus what maybe should have just been a penalty. And I don't want to say with Casey of, you know, play more timidly 
Uh, I want to see him flying around and flying to the football, but you know, he gets ejected. Minka leaves the game. You had injuries after injuries after injuries at the safety position. And the defense gets stuck on the field yet again because your offense can't sustain drives. <laughs> I mean, it's really that simple. It's really that simple. Let me see if I could pull up the box score on my end here. Give me just a second while my computer loads. Only 216 yards for the Steelers offense today. And the Steelers had the ball for less than 27 minutes, 26 minutes and 40 seconds today. So you get dominated time at possession. The penalties, eight penalties for the Steelers, 101 yards. Points are a premium. Your offense is struggling. And from a penalty standpoint, you're not doing your team any favors. One other thing, too, I thought uh, Deontay Johnson played well when they got him the ball. George Pickens made some plays. What was Pickens doing on that Jalen Warren run down in the red zone? Just standing there and Warren scrapping for yards. And it's like Pickens is no better than a spectator on that play. I really don't understand what he was doing on that player. If it was an RPO, a bad rep. And we've seen that consistently. Like, there's no way to quantify this, but the body language, particularly the body language of offensive players, has just been egregious. It was bad. There's no juice. There's no energy. There's no swag. Where is that if you're the Steelers? Where is that if you're the Steelers? Cecil checking in. We'll go to this comment saying, our roster, I think, is way overrated. What players are really good on this team other than TJ and Minka? Um, this is a good question. I think George Pickens is a talented player. Uh, I think Fryermuth is a talented player. I think Deontay Johnson talented. I don't know if he's worth his contract. I think Broderick Jones is pretty good and Jalen Warren. And this is another thing, too. I want to bring this up. And Trubisky was terrible today. But Kenny Pickett's out your starting quarterback. Najee Harris was a first round pick and outside of one long run he had. And I think he had like a seven yard run. Let's go and look at Najee Harris's stat line, 12 carries for 33 yards, 2.8 yards per carry. Are you kidding me? Like at this point, it's clear to me, Jalen Warren's a better running back, right? 10 carries for 40 yards for Jalen Warren. How much of that is in mop up duty? But to me, your identity with pick it out has to be, we're going to run the ball down your throat and try to stop it. And the Patriots put the blueprint out today. The Colts did it again, and they shut down the Steelers running game. Najee's your first-round pick. Are you picking up his fifth-year option? Because I don't think that the Steelers will. And I don't question his leadership. I don't question his demeanor. I don't question his professionalism. But his production for what you were expecting as a first-round pick has not been there, period. And Jalen Warren has been a better running back just point blank period. And yes, it's nice to have the tandem. It's nice to have both. But with Kenny Pickett out, that has to become your identity. And Najee Harris, it's, as a first-round pick, think about that. Think about how critical we are of Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. They're both first-round picks. They are both play the quarterback position. I understand that. But come on, and the fumble, I know it was a weird angle. He's fighting for yardage, a fumble at a time that you just can't afford to have it. I've said what I needed to say about this game. We'll see how the Steelers regroup against the Bengals. Uh, I'm going to try to just read through some more comments to see. Um, Julian bringing this up. I think this is a great question. What was the point in benching Mitch Trubisky with two minutes to go? I, I do not understand this at all either. And maybe Trubisky after a certain point, like maybe they should have benched him earlier in the game, but why give the Bengals any tape of Mason Rudolph this season? And of course the first play, he completes a screen pass that was very predictable to Jalen Warren for negative yardage. And it's 
holding penalties, it's players not performing, it's predictable play calling, it's lack of energy, it's bad quarterback play. That last interception Trubisky had where he airmailed it over George Pickens' head. Pickens was open on that play. Just threw it way over his head and airmailed him. And then the other incomplete over the middle to Pat Fryermuth failing to move the chains on a critical third down on a pass thrown way behind Fryermuth. Like accuracy issues that I don't think are always evident on the broadcast. It was just brutal today. And with Trubisky, you saw this in Chicago too. 50-plus career starts. Yeah, he's got a winning record. Okay, the beneficiary of some pretty good defenses. You know what he is at this point. And just when you think it's the worst it's going to be with Trubisky, it somehow gets worse. I don't know where the Steelers go from here. At this point, I don't think that they'll make the playoffs. We've seen crazier things happen with this Steelers team, but now they don't control their own destiny as the 11th seed. But putting Mason Rudolph in as late as they did, if you were going to make that change, maybe do it a little bit sooner in this game. And like I said, I don't think that there's going to be any secret that if Kenny Pickett can't go, and I think he's going to try to be rushing back from an ankle injury to play against the Bengals next week. But if Pickett can't go, Rudolph's the starter, in my opinion, over Trubisky because has Trubisky done anything in a Steelers uniform that warrants him starting or playing another game in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform? You're paying him $8 million and then between five and six uh, for the 2024 season and the 2025 season. Exercise your option with the out and bring in a new quarterback to draft and develop behind Kenny Pickett. Because if Kenny Pickett isn't the guy with a new OC next year, maybe you try to bring in someone else to try to get the quarterback position right. Whether that's with or with without Mike Tomlin. This game was just ridiculous. 30 consecutive points for the Colts. And like I said, I think I've needed I've needed to say what, what I've needed to say. If I was missing anything else, please feel free to let me know. I thought TJ Watt maybe was a lone bright spot going up against a rookie right tackle. I believe Watt had two sacks today. But what a frustrating game. And uh, Temple bringing up another point too, and I'll sign off here after this one. Temple saying... George Pickens needed to come down with that deep ball, both hands on it, change the game. Yeah, the interception that Trubisky threw down the field uh, to George Pickens. At the very least, if you can't come down with it, break it up, live to see another play. Good receivers will do that. And I, I thought he gave it his best effort. Maybe he mistimed his jump just a little bit. But they preach about how, oh, with George Pickens, it's not a 50-50 ball. It's an 80-20 ball or a 90-10 ball. Well, it wasn't on that play. And that was a huge interception. Steelers turn the ball over. They lose the turnover battle today. You know, that's been a calling card despite the shortcomings of this offense. It, it was the turnovers. You know, they have three turnovers. Najee Harris has fumbled. Trubisky's two interception. Colts didn't turn the ball over today. And Gardner Minshew, as a backup quarterback, looked pretty good. 215 yards, three touchdowns, but they didn't turn the ball over. And that's also without Pittman, a star receiver, who got knocked out with a concussion after... KZ knocked him out of the game. Frustrating loss if you're the Steelers. My name is Mark Berg, and I hope you've enjoyed post-game Believe in Steelers show. Uh, I'll be back this upcoming week with Ike Taylor breaking this down. And the NFL Week 15 action this season is flying by. Steelers have the Bengals next week. Three games left in the season. Where do you go from here? Is this season salvageable? Do you already just try to move on to next year? 
What happens when Kenny Pickett comes back? Is it much better? This offense has been broken. It's been bad all year long. And that was evident yet again tonight. Three straight losses for the Steelers. We'll see where they go from here. My name is Mark Bergen. Hope all of you enjoy the rest of your nights and the rest of your weekends. Take care. I'll see you next time. So long, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.